Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody, you're checking in with your smoking nephew Blazing Rye on Blazing Rye Backstage. Check us out on at BR Backstage on Twitter. And we have a brand new website. You should check it out. It's called BlazingRyeRadio.com. <laughs> and if you go there, uh, what you can do is click on the banners for Dollar Shave Club. So go to BlazingRyeRadio.com, click on the banner for Dollar Shave Club, and you won't have to spend, waste your time, spend all your money on the Gillette Duck Butter Fusion 3 with wings times 10 to the third power. All right? No more! Dollar Shave Club will deliver high-quality razors right to your door monthly. You get them for as low as $1 a month. $1. I don't think you heard me. I'm going to repeat that because I don't think you heard me based on your reaction. $1 a month. All right, check it out, BlazingRyeRadio.com. And now, the house lights have just come back up. The audience has exited onto the street. They're in that weird limo phase where they're kind of waiting. Do I wait by the stage door or do I jump into this cab? No, how about I'll just stand here in oncoming traffic and you're joining us backstage. The great city playboy They're always around To help build your hope up Then help drag you down They'll leave you with nothing Worth singing about So now you're in And now you won't bag out I'd like to welcome the Sade to my batterinois, Mr. Jonathan Weeks. Jonathan, how are you? Good, how are you, man? It's been a long time. Oh, my God. It's been a long time. And I was knocked on my tuchus from, like, Friday through Tuesday. And I finally got back in into the real world yesterday. Boy, it was, it was bad. H- have you caught this yet? It was bad. No, but I hear about it going around. You got that Bapinic plague, man. <laughs> It's like uh, I heard it's deadlier than that bubonic plague. It's a bubonic plague. It comes oh. out of it comes out of a, a mind binds Javina. <laughs> That's right. You look at it, a mind binds Javina. Yeah. <laughs> a mind binds Javina with bubonic plague, man. <laughs> it's, it's so violent, you gotta say it real violent. The bubonic plague, man. <laughs> The painted plague, mine. 
Uh, <laughs> it it well, sounds like you're getting a little bit better, are you? Are you? Yeah, but I'm, you know, now I got the cough. I'm in the, so now, you know, do I sip that scissorp that I have waiting in my, my medicine cabinet? Uh, I, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't think I need to go sip in the scissorp, but it is there just in case I got that, that lean, sipping on that lean like a little Wayne to, uh, ease the cough. Um, but yeah, I am feeling much better. And apparently Fogarty, uh, he, had both versions of this thing, and he asked me today, which one you got, the shitting one or the puking one, and or the influenza? And I said, probably the third, because I wasn't doing either of those other two things. But I was just like, I had it. You know what it is? I went into a coffee bean and tea leaf last week, and I should have known not to do that, because that's a place that originates in Los Angeles. And unlike the counter, I find the coffee bean and tea leaf somewhat evil. And also, the founder of this uh, chain died that this week that I'm talking about. And I go into one in New York, and I didn't realize that the guy died. So it's a cursed week for that store. I go in there, and I'm like, oh, it's kind of drafty in here, uh, but I want to download this magazine onto my iPad, iPad Touch, rather, and the magazine did not work anyway, so I stayed in there in the freezing-ass cold waiting uh, for this magazine to download on my iPad Touch, and I, when I went to touch it later, it wouldn't function, and then, like, immediately, I felt like shit. Like, I, I felt like, oh, God, I feel, you know, horror. I feel like I have a fever coming on, and then uh, I just, from, you know, the next day, I was, like, dying at work, and then uh, Saturday and Sunday... Saturday through Sunday, Monday, Monday through Sunday, I was just a mess. Um, and, uh, you know, but I wasn't puking or shitting, but I, I decided I'm going to wait till Fogarty comes on to talk about his, what's been going on with his bowels, because he had quite a graphic description on Facebook earlier, and I was sitting there laughing my ass off at a restaurant. Oh, this restaurant that I went to tonight, um, Vinyl, was my favorite restaurant in New York, and it's now moved next door, and it's in a much... And they, like, just redid the big place, and now it's in a much smaller place, even though they just redid the other place, and now they made it smaller. And the the bathrooms there, and I've told you about this, they used to be Nelly was my go-to, then Cher and then Elvis, and then Dolly Parton. Those were the four bathrooms. That's it. You don't get to change those bathrooms. That's, that, that's what it is. Nelly, Dolly, Elvis, Cher. And Cher. That's, that's fucking it. That's it. You don't get <laughs> that's to change it. That's it. That's all you need. Yeah, that's all you need. And then tonight I walk in, and I, I, I figure, well, okay, this passage here must still lead to the bathrooms. So I go, and I make a right, and... There's only two bathrooms. There's mm-hmm. no Cher. There's oh. no Dolly. There's no Elvis. And there's certainly no Nelly. There's one Beyonce bathroom and one Michael Jackson bathroom. Now, fine, fine choices, but right. I really loved having that Nelly bathroom. And Cher, of course, is our uh, artistic collaborator here on this program. Exactly. I mean, that's very disappointing to see. I mean, what, what was the, the choice behind that? Terrible. I don't know. I mean, it, it's also weird, like, 
I don't want this to come out in an irrigational way, but <laughs> but uh, I can understand their thinking. Like, all right, Nelly is has kind of fallen off the map a bit. Uh, he hasn't right. really had his own hit in a while. He had a big hit with Cruz, but that's really a, a country song by Florida Georgia Line. So. So why don't so Nelly's not really up and coming anymore. Why don't we place him with a dead man? <laughs> you know, there's just something odd about that to me. Yeah, that's very odd. <laughs> However, if it's if you're gonna replace him with a dead guy, you can't get music that's more alive than Michael Jackson. That's very true. That's that's a good point. Did he have an album just come out? <laughs> Michael Jackson so. still put albums out. Yeah, pretty good song with Justin Timberlake, too, I think. I didn't hear that. Uh, have you gotten the album? Is it out? I don't think it's out yet. I think it's out soon. I have the singles out, but not the album yet. Okay, okay. Anyway, we. what the hell is going on in your life, huh? What's going on with you, bruh? <laughs> Me? Uh, not a whole lot. I went home for the weekend, uh, chilled a little bit, um... You know, just, uh, you know, a lot going on at work. I, we just reached, like, our busiest time at work pretty much in terms of uh, uh, petitions, immigration petitions. And uh, so, you know, it's been pretty busy and uh, just hanging out. And I had a good time at home and celebrating Mother's Day a little earlier. So uh, that was good. Mother's Day coming up, y'all. <laughs> when is that? Is that this Sunday coming? Yes, mine. Hmm. Hmm. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Great song. Camera. Oh, yeah. I asked, you know, I asked uh, Jojo Capone was on the program again recently. He returned and I asked him, does Cameron still uh, uh, talk nonsense when he raps? <laughs> and he was like, you know, as I'm telling you this story, weeks, I don't think it was Jojo Capone that said this. I think it was somebody else. I'm, okay. I, I'm, I'm catching myself here before I dig, dig the hole deeper. But <laughs> it was not Jojo. It was Big C's. Big C's was, uh, I had them on, uh, you know, like back to back. You fucking racist. Why do you even think that? So uh, Big C's was, was like... Yeah, man, I'd be listening to Cameron, and I'm like, what did you just say? So uh, so he admitted that Cameron, as he was uh, lauding him, he admitted that he was acting like he ain't got no sense. <laughs> Some of those songs are ridiculous. I don't know what he's talking about in those songs. Did he have that one song where, I don't know, first of all, I don't know what he's talking about during the entire song, and he goes, Two hands up, touchdown. I mean, he says all the wrong things, but for one line, he might say the right thing. And that's his two, song. Two hands up, touchdown? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's... It's like, this, it's like jibber-jabber, jibber-jabber. Two hands up, touchdown. I like that. That has a jibber-jabber, jibber-jabber, two hands up, touchdown. I like that. It's nice <laughs> mm. Mm-hmm. And that alone um, made him a multimillionaire. What? And that alone made him a multimillionaire. Saying the right thing 
one time and everything else wrong. Speaking of, I think there's a very, like, just this daunting, important question that we have neglected to cover in our several months of doing this program. Uh, And it's, I don't know why we haven't even discussed it yet, let alone answered it, but why, John Weeks? Yes, sir. Why? <laughs> Why? 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 Tell me why. Why get delivery when you could get DiGiorno? Oh my God. You you have asked probably the most epic question of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. That's one one question I cannot answer. I have no freaking idea why anyone would get delivery when they could get DiGiorno. <laughs> Who the hell does oh. that? What? What are you saying? Who does that? Who gets delivery when they can get the Giorno? <laughs> can you say that again, just a little bit angrier? Who does that? And the, ne- and the next part. Yes, delivery when you can get fucking the Giorno. Wow. <laughs> wow. Sorry. Sorry, it really just pisses me off. Pushes me <laughs> over the edge. Really like flips my <laughs> list. It really boosts your lid? Now you sound like... (laughs) It really just flips my lid. Dude, I don't know what pushing the show back an hour has done to us, but this is weird even for us. I I think we should push this to midnight. I think that's the only logical conclusion. I want to see what happens the later we get and the less, the more uh, sleep-deprived we get, too. Genius. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should call it at midnight and put it on Comedy Central at midnight. <laughs> I think we should. <laughs> yeah. March maybe Midnight Madness. Although it's not that, March anymore. That, too. Are you, speaking of March Madness, are you following the NFL draft tonight? No, I didn't too much. I, I've been, you know, looking at people's uh, status updates, but people are really excited about it. I haven't followed too much about it, though. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't really give a shit. So uh, there's um, this uh, news clip that has surfaced this week. Have you seen – you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen this news clip? I think I know what you're talking about. I've seen the news clip. Um, well, listen, peop, you know, this crazy lady in this local news clip from Bumblefuck, I don't know where, uh, she, the, the attention has been on this crazy lady. Now, to me, there's kind of a much funnier aspect of the news clip. So I'm going to play you this news clip, which is called Crazy Lady Won't Leave Reporter Alone, and, uh... 
get your reaction here. Okay. It's a blizzard. You know the commercial? Yeah, yeah we'll be fine. For a blizzard? Yeah. <laughs> you got an earpiece. Heck, the dude with the camera scared you, man. Call him. <laughs> we, Call him, maybe they'll get out of here. We're not scared of you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you comprehend? I moved from California. I know. Uh, no, you don't know. I moved from California in 2012. My parents gave me this house, and my son wanted a dog. I bought him a dog, and I was trying to get another dog. It's not like some pit bull dog run around, get loose. And that little girl will be in the hospital tonight, but it looks like she's going to be okay as far as any charges or anything. Nothing's pending at this point. There still needs to be further investigation, and this is actually the homeowner. We're going to, we're going to, talk, we're going to talk to back to you in the studio. I want to ask you if you can find any reports on any dogs being loose from my house or um, being loose and running around. or have, There is one. There was a dog fight. I got rid of it. One dog. <laughs> I mean, clearly, people are laughing at the wrong part of this clip. <laughs> Except the two of us. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he tries to find that 30-second window of peace where he tries to get all of his uh, news snippet in there, and then she still interrupts him. And he's he and and the funny thing is, like when you watch the clip, he is horrified by her in the beginning, and that's why it's so funny when she says, I mean, "Look at you, you and the uh, cameraman are so scared" or something like that, and then she's like. Oh, I understand. No, you don't understand. You don't know. Yeah. I mean, the part that really speaks to me was when he said the little girl will stay in the hospital overnight. You, You know, because it just seems like a very frivolous broadcast with this crazy lady, and it doesn't seem very serious, and then... Oh, well, that's a pretty serious thing that he's just dropping, you know? Uh, right. That's, hey, right. That's pretty amazing. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know why. I like. I can't connect why the lady's even in the, you know, the clip and and the the pertinence to the story. I don't get it. What yes, is? She owns, she owns the home, which I'm wondering if she's like the mother of this girl who's going to the hospital. Why is she yapping <laughs> about her dogs? That she got rid of. Got I got rid of that one. <laughs> She would have seen me. She like took it up back and shot it during the dog fight. Sick Michael Vick after it. And the great thing is, like in the clip, you can see this cop car turning the corner and driving away as fast as it can. When the lady starts like advancing on the reporter, it's it's the best. Amazing, amazing. I'm I'm glad you watched it. I'm glad you watched it as well. Oh, I loved it. I loved that. That that clip was amazing. <laughs> I think it's important that we don't say anything else until I open the floor for discussion. Okay, let's do that. 
Exactly. Well, well, I I haven't opened the floor yet, so, you know. What? So, just wait. The floor is not yet open. Wait. wait. I mean, I don't. You, you're not even supposed to. Be saying wait right if we're just the, you know if i had opened the floor maybe what? it would be appropriate for you to chime in but the floor the floor what? is not yet open wait what listen what? if you're not going to take this seriously you don't know <laughs> no you don't know <laughs> yeah. You're not supposed to use a crazy drunk lady as fodder for your debate skills later in the program. Doesn't I bought doesn't... a dog. <laughs> I got the babinic plague, man. You got the babinic plague, man. Babinic plague. Babinic. The Javonic Plague Mine. Do you know what time it is, John Weeks? Oh my god, the hot mess of water top for me! earlier on the Facebook about um, the, you know, I've been sick with the flu. You had both of the flus recently. Uh, tell tell the folks what you told me earlier of what happened. Oh, my God. Well, first I had the uh, respiratory influenza, and that went on about two and a half weeks, not sleeping, coughing up a lung on a regular basis. Mm. Then I thought I was seeing light at the end of the tunnel, and I ended up with the puking, crapping version of the flu. Now, one is not lived until one has reached that age when it happens on a regular basis now. I sit down on the toilet in the morning, and I let out that shudder that I remember hearing from my grandpa when his balls would hit the water. (laughs) I know I've reached that point where I have grandpa balls, but... It's the first time I've had diarrhea since discovering the phenomenon of grandpa balls. So I am I am throwing up into a wastebasket while I'm sitting on the toilet, shitting my brains out, when suddenly my grandpa balls drop another inch and boom, right into the shitty water. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, not much you can do about it when you're just, you know, exploding from all orifices. <laughs> and your nuts are floating around in the, in the shitty water. So, the only thing nice about it, though, is with every flush, I got a free ball wash. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, we're laughing now. It's going to happen to you in about another 30 years, so get used to it. <laughs> what do you do? So d- d- did you did you have to shower or you just accepted the toilet uh, water as the, as the cleanser? I just sat close to the edge when I flushed. <laughs> I around them. Now you said yep. that things were coming and out. And I hummed and I hummed at the car wash. <laughs> at, at the ball wash, even. Yeah. You yeah. you said things were coming out of all orifices. Now, were you also? Imagine if you were getting a blumpkin at the same time. If I, if I was what? If you huh? were getting one of those blumpkins, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. I can't, You'd have to be one sick fuck to want to blow somebody <laughs> who's stupid and shit. <laughs> I'm not even sure I have come across that website, and I search for monocultivation <laughs> to find out what freaking fetishes are going on out there, and that's not one I've come across. <laughs> well, except in Stephen Sondheim's dungeon, apparently. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. All right. <laughs> Who have you got for us for the hot mess award? Well, my first one, and I'm not sure where this one falls because it's all over the map. But the fact that teachers just keep coming under fire for trying to break up fights in the classroom. This latest video that I saw, these kids were like going at one another for blood. Mm-hmm. turning over everything, throwing desks, chairs, you name it. And the teacher, for some reason, all she could get a hold of was a broom, so she is beating the shit out of this one kid with the broom. Well, now, long, you know, of course, the kid's mother shows up, and the teacher gets fired. Right. Ooh. Yeah. Forget about what your, you know, your child was trying to, like, literally kill another person in the classroom. The teacher gets fired just for trying to break it up, and beat this kid off. <laughs> Jesus. That, that yeah. is a lose-lose. Yeah. Yeah, and we won't, and we, you know, and we're not paying teachers for shit, so it's like, where are the next crop of teachers going to come from? Right. You know, who wants to go into that classroom? <laughs> Unless you've got some mad broom skills and another job to go to. <laughs> or if you can fl- fly off on the... You know, like a whiz. <laughs> Never mind. Who's your second yeah. hot mess, Sire? My second hot mess is Charles Barkley. Now, this whole giant fat got itself in a world of trouble down in San Antonio by uh, saying San Antonio women are fat. He said it's a gold mine for Weight Watchers, and Victoria ain't got no damn secret down there that they're just big, fat women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah. Now, what doesn't he get about calling somebody big fat is sort of like, you know, me calling his bald-headed ass the Negro. Ooh. <laughs> sort of the same thing, calling a spade a spade, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, Charles Barkley. Yeah. Oh, sounds like a song, John Weeks. What's Is that a song you're working on? Oh, yeah, with Mousy, yes. It's a rap and uh, uh, hip-hop duet. Oh, God. And who's your final hot mess, sire? My final hot mess is Jada Pinkett Smith. She was caught by the paparazzi and asked the question about this uh, sort of scandalous photo that this friggin' former kid from the Hannah Montana series, his name is Moises Arias. He's 20 years old. He's a friend to the older children of the Smith family. But there's a photo of him and Willow, the 13-year-old, looking, you know, like they're in a post-coitus, which has become the rage of selfies on the Internet. But uh, there's this, like, creepy photo that then this kid took down when the backlash started. He's 20, Willow's 13, but when Jada was cornered about this, her quote was, there was nothing sexual about that picture or situation. It's you projecting your trash onto it and acting like a covert pedophile. Ooh. Whoa. It's like, excuse me? (laughs) If my pedophilia be covert and shit, Maybe you ought to teach your child, you know, 13, not to be, like, shacking up in no 20-year-old and posting the pictures on Instagram and shit. Yeah. It's like, your bad parenting shouldn't come at me under the guise of covert pedophilia. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> she says that like it's worse than, than regular pedophilia. Either way, yeah, yeah. it's not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's just, you know, maybe check out your parenting skills there first, lady. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh... Okay, that's my Grumpy Hot Mess Awards for the night. <laughs> yeah! Speaking of pedophilia, uh, are, are you guys lubed up and ready to go? <laughs> oh, I am ready. Woo-hoo-hoo! I'm about to explode in all orifices. That is the worst transition I have ever said, uh, and I apologize to to nobody. And pray for the pigs in Papua New Guinea. Yes. Uh, by the way, if you want to go get yourselves lubed, lubed up, lubed up, well, if you want to get yourself lubed up, go to Paris, but if you want to get lubed up, go to blazingryeradio.com, click on the backstage header, and click on the banners for adamevetoys.com. Get all sorts of shit there, like that anal-flavored mist that Weeks loves. But right now, I gotta say that that Sanford and Son went with that team very well just now. It did. It went perfectly. <laughs> try it again. Let's try it again and do, do the bum 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 to this. Here. Okay. <laughs>
Whoa! <laughs> that reminds me of Grandpa's nuts in the toilet. <laughs> Seth Rogen told Howard Stern, <coughs> oh, boy, Monday, that Justin Bieber is a good example of somebody who you think you are going to hate, and then you get to hate him just as much as you thought. This harkens back to when he told Andy Cohen in January, in my opinion, Justin Bieber is a piece of shit. He seems like he's obnoxious and ungrateful, insincere, and he puts people's lives at danger and overall acts like a piece of shit. In response, Bieber called Rogan a fat N-word. Not nice. No. Hey. <laughs> former, former PayPal exec Rakesh Agarwal wins on a Twitter tirade on Friday as he publicly called many of his co-workers pieces of shit. PayPal boss David Marcus made it clear Agarwal was no longer working for his company and Charlie Sheen made it very clear Agarwal would be would now be working for him. Pound the sign winning. <laughs> <laughs> By winning. <laughs> By winning. <laughs> a drunk man got his local Domino's delivery guy to deliver him McDonald's by making requests in the special instruction section of the Domino's website. This led to a merger between the two fast food chains which will now be called McDaminolds. <laughs> McDaminolds. Yeah. <laughs> McDaminolds. 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 I don't want to eat there. I don't want to eat there. <laughs> what if you combine McDaminolds with the bite plague, man? The bite of a diamond of mine. The bite of a diamond of mine. And female condom. This sounds amazing. McDonald's lemonade. McDonald's lemonade. McDonald's lemonade, but plague of mine. McDonald's lemonade. McDonald's. Shave and a haircut. <laughs> TMZ reported Monday that Mel Gibson will have his battery conviction erased from his record, kind of like what happened with his movie career. <laughs> yeah, he's still sitting shiver over that. <laughs> Uh, Texas State District Judge Janine Howard has voluntarily recused herself from the case of a 20-year-old Sir Young, who pleaded guilty to rape in 2011. Howard sentenced Young to probation and ordered Young to do 250 hours of community service at a rape crisis center. The Dallas Area Rape Crisis Center, however, 
does not want Young to complete his hours there. No fucking kidding. Uh, I wouldn't want Hannibal to finish out his sentence as chef at the local fucking Red Lobster either. Well, they're not called your server or your waiter anymore, but they're seafood specialists. <laughs> yes, you know, a little 19-year-old pimply-faced kid comes up to you and says, I'll be your seafood specialist tonight. Well, they should go work for the McDental Damonese. <laughs> yeah. Practice, bitch. <laughs> I got your red lobster right here. <laughs> CNBC's first-ever millionaire survey revealed that nearly... Two-thirds of American millionaires support higher taxes on the wealthy and a higher minimum wage as ways to narrow the wealth gap. Unfortunately, as always, the Koch brothers make up the entire remaining third. <laughs> the Koch brothers! No! No! <laughs> Koch brothers! Um, so... Uh... Speaking of the Koch brothers, uh, you two are familiar with the actor-comedian Will Arnett, right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, he was on the Nerdist podcast recently, and I just happened upon him saying this. So weeks, you, you may be glad to hear this, but let's just listen to this right quick. Like, like you know, like the, um, what are those guys, those two billionaire brothers who are supporting the, uh, who are the Cock Brothers. Let's agree that they're the Cock the Koch Brothers. Koch yeah, yeah, I think that's okay. Okay, yeah. the me... Little Cock Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> These fucking guys. Oh. <laughs> see, 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 I got support here. I got my boys that support me here. Oh. <laughs> Good find there, Mr. Holmes. Thank you, thank you. I, I live to please. Um, Do the Coke brothers sniff Coke from cock? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they sniff it off each other's tiny cocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Coke cocks. <laughs> Coke cocks and McDental Damonese, my man. Cute Coke cocks with McDemonemonemonems. The Bobinic play. The play. Many celebrity couples dazzled on the red carpet at the 2014 Met Gala on Monday night, including Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, and Ryan Reynolds and Kanye West. Uh, <laughs> I love me some Ryan Reynolds. Got him. Oh, my God. Now, bear with me on this one, because I hope I get through it, because I just about shit my pants earlier. Canadian man... No, not yet. Canadian man Donald Popadick <laughs> is accused of exposing his genitals in Moody... in Moody... in Moody's Bay Park in Ottawa, Canada on April 14th. And on the other side of town doing the exact same... <laughs> doing the exact same thing <laughs> was Darlene Bosigooch. Donald Papa Dick and Darlene Bosigooch. 
This tire hovered near a toilet. Are you near a toilet? she doesn't want her grandparents to see her boobs. All men in America <clears throat> now hate Jessica Alba's grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and here's the story from another sick fuck file. Former New York City police officer Michael Setwan was arrested Sunday before dawn after he spray-painted anti-Semitic profanities on cars and buildings in a mostly Jewish Brooklyn neighborhood. Setwan said, In my defense, I got carried away with all them swastikas and stuff. It's just that I hate the Jews. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, lovely. Oh, lovely. <laughs> now, Professor Oliver Lee Bateman discussed with Salon on Sunday how he sold his body and nearly his soul to former employer Abercrombie and Fitch. Oh, come on, Ollie, stop whining. I sold my soul to Abercrombie when I spent 30 bucks on a t shirt in 1999. Yeah. <laughs> and, all, and all you did was stand around semi naked and act stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, at least you got paid for it. You did. Do you want to try on some cargo pants? (laughs) (laughs) A small plane crashed into a home in the city of North Glen, Colorado Monday afternoon and then caught on fire. The homeowner said, boy, talk about extreme high-def surround sound. 
and then died due to exposure to carbon monoxide. I think I think that uh, former police officer Michael Sedlam should uh, hook up with Darlene Bustacooch. <laughs> I'm sure he could spray some shit on that. <laughs> Net, network executives complained at the cable show in Los Angeles last week that they are irritated that Netflix streaming programs don't have an intro identifying the network on which the show originally aired. In response, network watchers, Netflix watchers said, shut up, shut the fuck up. No, shut the fuck up. Shut up, fucking dickhead. You fucking shut up. Let me watch the fucking show. I don't care what fucking show was on before. Just let me watch it now in peace. Shut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Shut up. I fucking spray your ass with the fucking spray can. Swastika your face and shit. Yo, you fucking fuck. Oh, my. <laughs> I quote. <laughs> <laughs> A group of friends headed to the Kentucky Derby for a bachelor party found a missing man's corpse in their rented RV. Now, is it bad that when I think about Jesus' bachelor party, I actually envy that corpse? What a delectable, uh, okay. devastating pleasure it was. Thank you so much, yeah. Fireman. Thank you, sir. Time it was a pleasure and an honor. Time for Grandpa to go dunk his nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you dunk them, them nuts. Dunk them nuts. Dunk them nuts. Dunk them nuts. Got the internet going nuts. Woo! Oh, man. Um, I think well, that was we... the best jack-off we've ever had. I was thinking that's what I, I, I was I was thinking that as well. Um, oh, I'm glad we're on the same page there. Yeah, right. Um, groovy ride. Groovy? Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Well, just rely on you to ruin a good moment. <laughs> that's what I'm here for, man. <laughs> so, um, the. The the uh, by the way, I, I feel that this entire last twenty minutes or so has been uh, slightly inappropriate. But I still haven't opened the floor. Oh my! Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. All right. I borrowed dog, man. I know. I know. No, you don't know. <laughs> that happened in. Uh, college once there was an annoying young woman in a class and our professor uh her like line was i know i i i know i know and at some point i don't think i was even there for this i just heard about it later our professor goes no you don't know and like everyone loved it Love it. He just shut her down. No, you don't know. 
shut her down. I know, I know. No, you don't know. <laughs> no, you don't know. <laughs> I love I that. And, I, I, and when it's said with emotion, I don't know. You No, you don't know. I feel like that's the, that's the, most, the most amazing shutdown of all time. It really could be. Especially in an audience. When you call all these places with automated systems, every single one says, be sure to listen to the options because the menu has recently changed. Yeah. Yes. Well, yes. well, why are all these menus changing? And why did no one hear the menus before they were changed? That's, uh, well, that's a valid point. I, I don't know why they change so damn often. I don't get it. I just don't get it. And like these, and they, every single time they change it, they add more options, so you have to wait longer, especially like banks, you know, where you're just trying to pay a bill or to see your balance. There's so many options. Give me three options, you know, to pay a bill, see a balance, or to transfer something, you know, and, and they make it just so complicated. They just keep you on the phone forever. Yeah. Damn you. Yeah. Everyone. Damn you, everyone. Um, yeah, I totally agree. And uh, we have to mention that uh, the uh, 24 movie, uh, Die Another Day, or whatever the fuck it was called, uh, <laughs> premiered the other night. And uh, we had a man on the program, a young man on the program last week, named Sage Supa, who mm-hmm. in his downtime from the set it and fucking forget it child care oven uh, and... Something else that. What else did he do? Wasn't that uh, the, the Beanie Baby Bunny? I, I forget. I forget. I, 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 I think the it was Beanie Baby. The Beanie Baby Bunny. So, Sage is trying to make a parody series where he plays a character named Jake Bauer, and uh, he decided to raise $50,000 within a span of a few months. And I believe the deadline is coming up in about 15 days. And uh, uh, I I believe they've raised about $5,000. John Weeks, what are the odds that Mr. Supa will reach his goal? Oh, God. You know, to be realistic, you know, he wants 50, right? I think it's pretty slim. Uh, but you do have, he does have 15 days. And if he markets it as much as he can, I think a more realistic goal may be, you know, he can he could possibly get 15 if he really does a good job, which I think he could get him something, you know, it could get him like a preview, which could garner more interest. So I think. Um, oh, like a trailer. Yeah, like a trailer. Exactly. I think he needs something to market. You know, he doesn't. He can't just have this announcement. I think a, a trailer would be perfect. I think he's going to do well. To, you know, and always towards the end of fundraising, you know, you you always try to. You're, you're always bank more money than you made before. So I think he's going to end off pretty well. Um, maybe not hit the 50, but it's going to be in the mid-range, I think. Okay. Hopefully. Well, for anyone who wants to donate to Sage's project, uh, go, go to H T <laughs> Now go to uh, Indiegogo.com and search for the series. You know that there's another um, like crowdfunding 
uh, website called, uh, I think it's called Rocket Hub. That's what my friend Kate Doyle used to fund her Hot Mess in Manhattan musical. But I made her aware that there's a website with a very similar name called RocketTube.com, which is a gay pornography website. (laughs) And I feel like it is very easy to accidentally type RocketTube instead of RocketHub, you know? Well, oh, incredibly easy. I mean, you know, you can you can make that mistake once a day if you're not careful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I think it's about time we do a uh, a commercial for Coca-Cola. What do you say? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do the Coke commercial. We'll be right back. For okay. over 125 years, we've been bringing people together. Today, we'd like to come together on something that concerns all of us: obesity. The long-term health of our families and the country are at stake. And as the nation's leading beverage company, we have played an important role. Across our portfolio of over 650 beverages, we now offer 180 low and no-calorie choices. These diet beverages still pose serious health risks. Even though we've reduced the calories per serving, these beverages can still cause kidney problems, obesity, metabolic syndrome, cell damage, and rotting teeth, which leaves 470 beverages, which have extremely high, unhealthy levels of calories. Consuming large amounts of rapidly digested sugar and high fructose corn syrup causes a spike in blood sugar and insulin, which can lead to inflammation and insulin resistance, both of which may increase your risk of stroke, heart disease, diabetes, obesity, and cancer. Coke has also been known to accelerate aging and cause high cholesterol. The American Heart Association recommends consuming no more than 450 calories from sugar-sweetened beverages per week. The amount in about three cans of soda. Imagine if cigarette companies said they were doing something responsible to protect you. How would you react to that? Beating obesity will take action by all of us based on one simple common sense fact. All calories are not the same, and the calories in Coca-Cola products have no nutritional value. If you choose to live a healthy lifestyle, then you should not be drinking any of our products. If you drink Coke, you'll get fatter and fatter. The solution is simple, and it's right in front of your eyes. Don't drink Coke. It's killing you and your family. Coca-Cola, we're partially responsible for America's obesity problem. And that's a little advertisement from our good friends at Coca-Cola. What would you think of that? Wow, that really represents Coke very well. Uh, very yeah. accurate. <laughs> and uh, I, I thought it was an excellent commercial. It's very informative. And, I, I you know, uh, <laughs> two of the statements that really stick out are that all calories are not the same. I think that's very true. And, uh, you know, even, even uh, I forget that many times. And uh, it says it'll just make you fatter and fatter. And uh, it's true. You know, that's why I drink Pepsi. Touche. Before we get to our uh, our, our goodbyes, um, 
My uh, on an unrelated note to that Coca Cola commercial, um, <laughs> the Coca Cock Brother Cola. <laughs> Coca Cock. <laughs> By the way, I think that 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 clip uh, from Will Arnett bears repeating because it was just so profound in uh, vindicating you. I think. I think so too, and it was profound and it was on point. That was amazing. Yeah, so let's play that one more time first. <laughs> like, like you know, like the um, what are those guys? Those two billionaire brothers who are supporting the uh, who are fun- the the cock the cock brothers. Yeah, cock, cock. Let's by the way, let's agree that they're the cock the cock brothers. Cock. Yeah, yeah, I think that's okay. Okay, yeah. the little <laughs> cock brothers. Yeah, <laughs> these fucking guys. <laughs> and I love how he ends it with these fucking guys. <laughs> and I love how he's like. Uh, who are supporting the the cock the cock the cock <laughs> Yes, they they make slings for cocks when you you break your cock <laughs> to support your cock. Um, that was perfect, perfect, amazing, amazing. So uh, I uh, met my friend Jason Selvig on a park bench. Uh, I'm not really sure that it was a park. It was more like a playground where we shouldn't have been there, but Jason was like, why don't we go sit in a park? And I was like, okay. And I thought we were going to a real park, but then we walk into this like playground and uh, I was like, this is, this is pretty creepy, man. And he said, yeah, but there's, there's like a, you know, old guys over there. It's, it's fine. Um, he did admit it was totally creepy though. And while we were there, he suggested, I was coming from a rehearsal, which was great. And he was suggesting that maybe I go see, uh, his movie, a movie that he was in at the, it premiered worldwide at the Tribeca Film Festival, uh, which for, for any actor, any director, any film, uh, writer, screenwriter is, is a huge deal. Um, right. So, so Jason's in this Tribeca movie, and um, he uh, he suggested I go on uh, Thursday because he was going to be there, and other people were going. And then I realized that I had a writing workshop that night, and so it was all very good, good things happening, very creative things happening in both of our lives. His on a larger mm-hmm. scale, um, uh, literally, because you know it's big, big. <laughs> big fuck screen there. Um, and uh, <clears throat> anyway, I wind up going on Saturday with Julian. Julian, of course, is late because um, <laughs> he's coming from Astoria and he blamed it on the trains, but, uh, you know, he's Julian. So, <laughs> and of course, he, oh, got, he got to the movie like middle of one of Jason's scenes and, and that sucked. Uh, but I knew that was going to happen. I like, I knew as soon as he said he would be late that he would interrupt like a moment I wanted to see, but, uh, went to see this movie. It was so cool to see one of my best friends on the big screen. Um, it was at Bowtie Clearview Cinemas in Chelsea. Um, and, uh, and it was, it was, it was cool. And the other cool aspect about this screening was that the, the the movie is called Summer of Blood and it is a 
hipster vampire movie. Now, I don't know if you know me, John Weeks, but I love hipsters and I love vampires. So you put them together and, you know, I'm rock hard. So, uh, <laughs> well, the vampires just recently, right? Just recently. You got to do that. But you fucking <laughs> I take it back. I take it back. You've always loved vampires. Always. Um, I, since the 80s, man. <laughs> I, Sorry, I, I interrupted I, there. even prefer those vampires to, like, the more recent... Anyway, that's beside <laughs> the point. So, um, uh, uh, the, the movie's called Summer of Blood, and it is so funny. And the guy who plays the lead... His his name in real life is Owner Tukel. Uh, he is a Turkish guy who is from North Carolina and lives in Brooklyn. And he's nuts. It's completely like batshit fuck crazy. Um, and it's and so you know he's the lead in the movie and he just directed the movie and he wrote the movie and he's very very talented. Um, and, uh, and afterwards there was a talk back. So owner Tukel comes down, um, with his, he, the guy looks like a combination of Tom Arnold and Cruella DeVille. And the main okay. bank. Okay. <laughs> and he when he comes down, like he comes marching down, this little sh- short guy with his gray and black hair and beard, and uh, you know, looking very, very Brooklyn. Um, he he, <laughs> he comes storming down to do the Q and A with this other guy, and I'm pretty sure the other guy's name was Adam Chartoff. And uh, the the two of them kind of fielded these questions. And so owner Tikel, uh s- starts saying, like, he starts saying, okay, well, so, yeah, we just want to have a, a question and answer session. And, like, you know, I, I just, I don't, um, I, I, I'm not necessarily that interested in hearing people talk about how much they, they like the movie, or they love the movie or whatever. I, I want to know, like, who didn't like the movie? Like, who... Who really hated this movie? Like, Brian, I know you don't like the movie. Like, who, like, really didn't like the movie? But you can ask anything. Like, you just ask any question, and I will answer it. And a guy in the audience raised his hand, and owner to Kel called on him. And the guy said, well, yeah, I I really enjoyed uh, this part of the movie. And immediately... Right after having said, ask any question, owner to Kel goes, I mean, don't, don't be sycophantic about it. <laughs> and Julian turns to me, and he says, keep in mind, we're in the front row, and Julian turns to me and, and says, didn't he just say, ask anything? And then he, like, immediately <laughs> interrupts the guy and tells him not to? Um <laughs> Don't, and what a weird thing to say. Don't be sick of panic. I'm still not sure what it means, even though I looked it up a couple times. Um, and uh, he fielded 
these questions, and he kept on talking like uh, about he was like. But then, you know, I make these films and like the, you know, this one is at Tribeca and I'm like, wow, it's at Tribeca. And then I get this, ooh, the beast of pride comes in. I know it's like a dangerous thing. And he keeps like kind of saying how proud he is uh, of the mm-hmm. movie, which, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of supposed to have a filter for that sort of thing. So right. in his Q&A session, he came across as very egotistical and insane and and I gotta tell you, I loved it. I I, I went uh, yesterday. I went on my podcasts app on the phone, and I looked up his name, and I found two podcasts that have him. One of them, you know, talking for like the whole hour. And this guy, weeks, we have got to get this owner to Kel on the Blaze Ride backstage. This guy is out of his fuck mind. <laughs> we got to get him on the show. He sounds amazing, this guy. Oh, he's amazing. He's like, he's, uh, I mean, just, but you know, I, I, I don't want to, you know, necessarily hear from people who didn't like, I mean, who, who love it. You know, let me know, like, I know, Lou, like, you hated the fucking movie. I mean, like, you know, I really want to hear from you guys. Like, what didn't, what didn't you like about the movie? And I, I really, like, thrive on that stuff. You know, I mean, it's just like, but then we're here at Tribeca and it's like a, I'm very proud of this, but you know, oh, you're not supposed to say that. And he does admit on the podcast that he has a thing about not being able to filter himself, and he's working on it. And he said that his brother is a public speaker, went to school for communications, and he's like, and his brother's name is Oof, and Oof is like, owner, do do you do you hear yourself talking? Like, do you know how ridiculous you sound? Um, so he is aware of it. Boy, this guy's nuts. He's so fascinating to me, though. But he's nuts. <laughs> it sounds like a, a, a brilliant nut case. <laughs> yeah, he's got the Einstein hair going and everything, so he probably is brilliant. Um, very talented writer, actor, very funny uh, director. You know, he directed himself, and it was cool because, <clears throat> and he mentioned on the podcast that he had everyone... Um, Basically, very. It was very uh, much a collaborative process. So, like, there there was a scene in the movie when Jason says um, to this girl he runs into on the street, "Oh, I'm gonna uh, go see Greg and Jane Cohn," and she's like, "Oh, they got married." And I know for a fact that that's Jason's real friends in real life, Greg and Jane Cohn, and they did just get married. And so it's very clear uh, that it's like very improv, and um, and and which is perfect for Jason because. I've directed Jason twice before, and the kid cannot memorize a, a line. Like, he, he, everything is paraphrased. And that's, that's fine. It's part of his brilliance. But it's also, you know, one time we had the playwright sitting there. It's, it's a little bit awkward, you know? Um, but at the same time, that playwright, his, like, you know, his third language, English was not his first language, so it was, it was doubtful that he would notice Jason changing a the for an a or something like that. What he does, because I think what he does when he works, <clears throat> and um, I'm sure he minds me saying all this. I'm sure. So, but what he does, uh, I think, is he he memorizes the dialogue while he's rehearsing, and that's how a lot of people do it. But a lot of people get the dialogue right. He kind of makes it his own. 
but but it's great, and he's very talented. And he's uh, owner to Kel on the podcast said uh, Jason Selvig, great New York actor, and like he, so it was, you know it was very it was a very cool moment to see him up on you know a kid I came up with on the big screen, and uh, I guess he went with Ross, uh, our friend Ross, who was like. Uh, the week before, who was like, this is Tribeca, bro. This is legit, bro. And he kept on saying, this is legit, bro. Um, Anyway, uh, congratulations to my friend and owner to Kel, if you're listening, and I know you are not, we need you on this program, like yesterday. Yes, absolutely. We need him. Owner to Kel. He is nuts. I started a, a Fandor subscription. I started a free trial just so I could watch one of his old movies. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna look him up on uh, YouTube if I can find anything and uh, yes, must. check him out. Definitely. Yes. Okay. So, what is your favorite scene? And she's a man with a mind. Alrighty. My favorite scene is she's the mind feature of it's got to be the mind of binds plays the Terminator in Terminator 2. She plays such an intimidating Terminator, it scares me to this day. And here's my favorite scene is she's the main way for Terminator Binds as the Terminator. No, no, no. You've got to listen to the way people talk, man. You don't say affirmative or some shit like that. You say no problemo. And if someone comes on to you with your attitude, you say, eat me. And if you want to shine them on, it's hasta la vista, baby. Hasta la vista, baby. Yeah, but later, dickwad, and if someone gets upset, you say, chill out. Or you can do combinations. Chill out, dickwad. Great. So you're getting it. No problemo. Why do you cry? You mean people? Yes. I don't know. We just cry, you know, when it hurts. Pain causes it. No, it's when there's nothing wrong with you, but you hurt anyway. You get it? No. I know now why you cry, but it's something I can never do. That's <laughs> my favorite scene. She's a main man. She's a main So sad. I'm sorry. <laughs> that ended so sadly. It did. I'm sorry. And what is your favorite scene in season eight? Man, fifty million, buying a million, but but Well, I um think that my favorite scene in season nine, man. With mine's mine, and I'm going to pretend that I'm not doing an internet search for movie monologues right now. I'm going to pretend that I've prepared something, um, and I would say that uh, my favorite scene in She's the Mine is actually listed as a, a video here, so it won't help in our in our conversation <laughs> right now. So I'm going to keep looking. Um, 
And let's try this one and see if this has a good good one because I can't really read a, a video, uh, although I, I did try. I was considering trying. Um, I think we're almost there. I think we're almost there. Oh, yeah. I'm getting close. All right. So my favorite scene... And she's, by the way, why can nobody, you know, okay, the actor in Jaws and who was on Sequest DSV, what's his name? Oh, my God. Um, oh, oh, God, he's a great actor, too. It's, it's such as an A. Is it like, is it like Anthony or oh, Ahab? God. No, it's uh, Roy. Oh, Roy, Roy Williams. No, Roy, 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 Roy Atkinson. Roy. Well, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, he's a great actor. Roy, Roy Schneider. Schneider? See, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Why can nobody pronounce this guy's fucking name? It's Schneider, and everyone, including owner Tekel in the podcast, says, because they were talking about the line in Jaws, we're going to need a bigger boat. And he said, oh, I read somewhere that Roy Schneider improvised it. But it's not Schneider. It's Schneider. You know what? I, I absolutely remember it being Schneider, but I always call him Schneider. You said Schneider. I don't you know said, why. Even just now when Weird. you said I absolutely remember it being Schneider, you said Schneider again. Yes. It's, it's Schneider, isn't it? It's Schneider. I don't know why, but I keep reverting to Schneider. And I don't think I'll ever call him Schneider, even though I know that now. Schneider. 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 (laughs) No, not Shire. It's not Lord of the Rings. (laughs) But I I do love him. He's great. He's a great actor. Rest in peace. Great kid. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So the more we talk about Jaws, the less I want that monologue. Uh, great film. So yeah, let me go. I'll I'll do. Burn it. Burn it. <clears throat> this is this is this is wonderful. Burn it. Okay. <laughs> I think they have a Schindler's List monologue here that might bring the mood down. Okay, so this is Robert Shaw from Jaws, and uh, the monologue goes: We make a big deal today of Russell Crowe being surly. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Robert Shaw and Jaws. I'll take Jaws for a hundred hours. You know the thing about a shark. He's got lifeless eyes. Black eyes, like a doll's eyes. When he comes at you, he doesn't seem to be living until he bites you. And those black eyes roll over and white and then... Ah! Then you hear that terrible, high-pitched screaming. The ocean turns red and despite all the pounding and hollering, they all come in and they rip you to pieces. And that's my favorite scene. And she's a... Plague again. 
Wow, that was incredible. I was, was scared. Amazing. Yes. I was that was amazing. I loved it. I was scared actually. I was getting I was gripping my chair tighter actually. It was very frightening. <laughs> were you gripping tighter because you were about to dunk your nuts in the water? <laughs> <laughs> yes, my chair on that toilet actually. <laughs> <laughs> and why was that guy's name Papa Dick? You cannot make that shit up. That is his actual no name. And he was Popping out his dick. Busted gooch. <laughs> Boy, well, I think, I, I think there's only one thing left to do, and I think we know what it is. John Weeks, are you with me? I'm with you. Do you know what it is? Let's do it. I know what you it is. No idea. Here we go. <laughs> just putting it up in, insert it, and then just pull the cardboard out. Put, put it up in what? <laughs> you said cervix. In your vagina. In the what? Yeah. In your uh, your. Uh, did you did you say in my in my butt? Your butt. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, up front of your butt. Just stick it in there. Um, and now, are there are there safer ways to to handle this situation, or you have to just think up the butt's the easiest way to go? Yeah, I just stick it up your javanus, and that's it, honey. <laughs> it, it only goes in the javanus. You don't uh, put it in in, in the what? Uh, I'm sorry. You, it goes up where? You you said a word that I didn't hear before. The same. I'm not pronouncing it very well. The same word you said that. Instead of the penis, the other it goes up the butt. Vagina. Uh, <laughs> no, they put them up their vagina. They don't put them up their butt. It's just for oh the javina. The the javina. Yeah, javina. Yeah, it's to keep. It's just for like when you're on your period for ladies. <laughs> what? I love her and her Javina. I, I, I loved her even more when she was on the news talking about the dog fights. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> no, you don't know. <laughs> uh, weeks, I went, I went into this episode thinking, feeling like it was about 1 a.m. and I was ready to crash. And right now I feel like it's 10 a.m. and I'm ready to watch the fucking view. Oh hell yeah! I just got a. I'm. I my soul has been awakened by this. The show. This. This was the comeback right here. I love it. I love it. I think we should do it at midnight next time. How about <laughs> and that? We should put it on Comedy Central and call it at midnight. Yes, exactly. We should do this. Let's make it happen. <laughs> Deja vu. I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, "If it ain't showbiz, it ain't a fucking biz." Hit the brakes, Florence, and don't don't stick any uh, any bainics up your javanas. And, <laughs> and if you have a Barbie doll, what are you gonna do with that little hoe? <laughs> You're gonna throw some, uh, take some black paint, throw it on her. Take some white paint, throw it on her. They call her Cruella de Bellamine. <laughs> or owner to Calamine. Owner to Kella, that's right. Owner to Kella Vines. Kella Vines. 
Good night, Weeks. Good night, everybody. Good night. Oh, yeah, yeah.